good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2016, two days before Turkey Day. It is one o'clock. We are in Syracuse, New York. You may have seen us on the news yesterday. We got two feet of snow uh, and are still shoveling out. So I'm excited to be with you today. I'm Kim Brown and on today's live broadcast, we're talking about social video. And that is, we know that social media and video, they go hand in hand. Videos do really well on social. But what is it about videos that will be the difference between 25 likes and 2,500 likes? So we're talking to two awesome folks today from Colorado State University and West Virginia University. And I'll introduce them in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you that Advancement Live is part of the Higher Ed Live Network. It offers viewers direct access to the best and brightest minds in the industry. Live broadcasts allow viewers to share knowledge and participate in discussions around some really cool topics uh, that we all know and love. Today's live viewing experience is powered by Maestro, the premier marketing tech platform for broadcasters. And all episodes of Advancement Live are free and they're accessible in the video archives at higheredlive.com and in podcast format on iTunes. Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a marketing and communications firm that works with education institutions on branding, strategy, web design, a whole lot more. And if you feel like it's time for a website checkup, if you're worried that your site isn't memorable, you're nervous that your institution won't stand out from every other school, well, a website checkup is your first step. And we are tweeting out a link shortly where you can learn more about that from M. Stoner. Now, without further ado, uh, I do want to say we've got two guests today. Jen, who's down or over at Colorado State University, is having a little trouble with the Wi-Fi. So we may see Jen disappear for a minute while she uh, gets hardwired in. We've got Jen from Colorado State and Tony from West Virginia University. So Tony leads the social media conversation at West Virginia. He is social media director. So really overseeing all of their social media properties and wrote this awesome blog post about their success uh, in the world of social media and video uh, and really was the impetus for this episode. So I'm excited to chat with Tony and also to talk with Jen Smith, Assistant Director of Social and Digital for Colorado State University. She really looks at a lot of the digital strategy, a lot of the creative content, uh, and Jen was part of a team that tried uh, the Colorado State University's first recipe video. Uh, it was not exactly a viral sensation success, but they learned a lot of lessons. And we're going to talk through some of those uh, during this afternoon's episode. So I will jump right in. I'm going to start with uh, questions for Tony just while we work on Jen's uh, Wi-Fi. And Tony, you in the last year have had unbelievable engagement uh, in your videos. I'm going to tweet a link to the blog post here in just a bit and remind folks that if they have anything to weigh in with or any questions for you, for me during the course of the episode, tweet them using higher ed live hashtag higher ed live but tony i'm going to tweet a link to your blog post while you tell us uh, what was your most popular video this year yeah so um in the last six months our most popular video actually focused on traditions um so we we call these types of videos hype videos so you see them mostly around sporting events and things like that you know really motivational music and some beautiful visuals you pack them together with a a nice kind of ending um punchline almost and uh and that's kind of what this traditions video was for us um the idea around it was that we would um, put this traditions video out for our incoming freshmen. We were going to play it at an event um, 
uh, around our Welcome Week celebrations. So the funny thing is, um, at that event actually got shortened because of um, some storms that were coming through the area. So we had to get everybody out of our stadium. So that video actually didn't get to play at that event. Um, and while we were gonna do this anyway, we, um, I, I think this actually made this video a little bit more successful. We posted it on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And it just went crazy. Um, we have about 3 million people actually see that video. And that's like almost twice as many people that are in our entire state. So to me, that is unbelievable. Um, and even greater, we had um, over 800 comments from all of those three platforms on that video. So we really got to see a lot of engagement, a lot of people saying, wow, this is cool. These traditions, you know, are, are really special. So that was, uh, that was our most successful and it kind of led us into what we're doing now. We actually have this new series um, our, uh, that's focused around the seasons. So we have a video for the fall, a video for the winter, spring and summer. Um, we're using our drone for, for the first time and we're doing this hype style video um, again. So uh, our fall one just came out, I think last week, and we saw similar numbers, not as good as that traditions video, but it's, you know, that traditions video was our most popular ever. This fall video was our second most popular ever. So um, I think we've hit uh, the right mark with this kind of style. And the comments that you're getting, is that a lot of nostalgia? Is that a lot of like, what is it that's, you know, what's the sweet spot there? What do you think people are really latching onto? I, I think for the traditions video, it was that nostalgic thing. We had a lot of alumni, you know, basically say like, oh my gosh, this makes me want to come back to campus. Like, I can't wait for homecoming. And for our fall video that just went out, you know, we kind of say in West Virginia, it's at its most beautiful in the fall. So to show those epic drone shots at some of the state parks that are around campus, I think people saw those and they were like, wow, this is, you know, this is kind of awe-inspiring. I want to, you know, I want to say that this is great. I want to put a comment there. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. It's, it's kind of like all that work you put in uh, pays off whenever you see that stuff. So you're telling, um, what you were saying is that it's important um, for you folks at West Virginia to really have a team devoted to this, that it's not, you know, every video that shows up on your social is produced by someone else. Tell me about that team and, and who comprises your team at, at West Virginia. Yeah, so we have a team really about uh, of three people. So we have a videographer who's really, really, really good. And we're lucky that we have him um, to do some of the stuff. Yes, an in-house videographer. Yeah. Um, and then me and we have our social media editor, Candace Nelson, who and the pair of us kind of go through and do the interviews and, and kind of we're the ones that are thinking about some of the campaign ideas and the ways to use video socially. Um, and the three of us kind of um, have become this trio that, you know, have found some really good success with this social short fun type of uh, video that we're doing now. Emphasis on shorts. I yes. have requests all the time. Could you just like tweet this? Could you just like post this on Facebook and with full respect to colleagues? Uh, emphasis on short. Tell me about that uh, and, and how that plays into really optimizing videos for social media. Yeah, so that's something we've really seen over the last maybe year and a half, two years is that, you know, that attention span of people on social media is not very big. I mean, you, I think the average attention span of somebody from Generation Z is like eight seconds. 
So in that eight seconds, you have to make an impact um, to keep them watching. So for us, we even on our short videos, we see at like the 25 second mark, people start to, you know, click off. So for us, a video, you know, over 30 seconds is probably too long and a video over a minute is definitely too long. Um, so for me, I don't like to necessarily say, you know, this video has to be 30 seconds, but we definitely try to shoot for that 30 second mark. Um, and the key for all of this, and I think this is um, something that we struggled with early is how can you tell a good story in 30 seconds. And I can promise everyone out there that it is possible. And in fact, you can tell a really, really strong story in 30 seconds. It's, it's possible. I think actually your content is better if you can find a way to edit something down and just put those important pieces, that 30 seconds together and force people to stay there. You know, they won't have an opportunity to click off because it's going to be so, you know, it's so good and so powerful in that 30 second spot. Awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. The other thing we see is um, folks who will put the, the video on YouTube or on Vimeo and then tweet the link to that or post on Facebook the link to YouTube or the link to Vimeo. Um, your thoughts on that? So we used to do that too, and our YouTube numbers were great <laughs> when we did that. Um, but we, what we started to see is that, you know, our audience was so much bigger um, than those numbers that we saw on YouTube. And it's just because people aren't clicking on that link. So we started to post those videos in Facebook and in Twitter, as well as on YouTube. And that's whenever we started to see our numbers soar. I mean, they went, so much bigger after we did that. So if you're not doing that, I, I would say, you know, start because, um, you know, it's using the social platforms and the way that they're made. Um, it's it's going to allow you to be seen by other people, uh, more people. And, and I think that's the most important piece with all of this is it's going to um, kind of videos can be your entry point um, to your audience a lot of times because it's going to stand out a little bit more on those feeds. And one of those videos that has done so well with the native embed um, posting directly to Facebook, the recipe videos of which Jen Smith, who I think is with us now from Colorado State University, uh, Jen knows a thing or two about these recipe videos. I'm going to tweet uh, the post that I came across from you, Jen, um, about your first uh, adventure in the world of recipe video making. So huge success, right? No hitches? Oh, yeah, no, the, the, it went off perfectly without a hitch. And just so you guys know, um, I wasn't able to get hardwired, so I am still on the Wi-Fi. So just so you know, they have a couple glitches, just let me know. Okay. But so team, you know, we have seen all of these recipe videos, anybody else, and thought, okay, well, how can call from a strategic standpoint, the way we look at things is, is um, try to stay in touch with pop culture to see, you know, what's, what's going on. But we have to try to connect a link to make it relevant to what Colorado State is doing. So this was a little bit of a stretch. Uh, well, for Halloween, you know, we could dance you know, with our school colors or whatever. So we had this grand idea of how this was going to go down. And of course, we see these videos online. We think they're just like so easy to make, at least we thought it would be. So um, 
we didn't practice ahead of time. We didn't try making the recipe ahead of time. Uh, we didn't come up with a shot list, which probably would have helped. Instead, we went you know, straight off of the uh, recipe and went down the line of what we thought would work best. But it was actually just a comedy of errors the entire time. Um, done correctly, we did incorrectly. And in fact, it was like almost to the point where at the end of the day, I worried because I didn't even think they were going to have enough content to actually put something together that worked. And we always shoot a little bit extra and it seems like it worked out in the end. So we did have enough content to pull together, but you're right. Um, I did blog about it and basically just blogged about the fact that every single week did actually we we write monthly on our blog here at Colorado State and we have a team of four that contribute contribute regularly to the blog because this is our social team here we're lucky we have people on our team mm -hmm. but we also have other contributors who um, guest write for us sometimes so anyhow we of ideas like this and how to do it but I wrote in my blog basically about all of the fails so you know what we should do and by the way we didn't do any of those things but it ended up turn out to be pretty good but i would definitely recommend that if you're gonna do a recipe video practice in advance first of all you have to practice the recipe a few times especially if you're doing something like we did where we tried to melt chocolate and i don't know i'm not really uh, but apparently you need to know how to And uh, put on hand because we didn't. Fortunately, we, we had enough to make it look okay. But if you look closely, you can tell that um, it probably edible as they looked at the end. But it was still a really good experience, and um, you know, it was a fun avenue that we've gone before. Normally, we don't stray too far from school missions, but sometimes for special events and holidays, we do think that it's if it's something that's popular. Well, they are certainly popular. And I think a lot of the, the tips that you gave, um, practice, create the shot list, maybe not have extra ingredients, um, stay in focus with your camera, and remember that you're not the next great American Martha Stewart or whoever the, the famous person is. I think a lot of those tips are applicable to all videos, not just recipe videos. So what would you say in your experience at Colorado State is your top social video tip? You know, I think it, it really depends on the project. I don't, I can't really say that there's one video tip that would work for everything because, you know, just a minute ago we were talking about video. You know, the videos that we here at Colorado State are typically under a minute in length. Okay. There have been a couple stations where we've gone over because the content was just so good. Um, for instance, uh, last year for our um, commencement ceremony, um, I have a really, really talented team of people that I work with, first of all, but um, one of my teammates Chaya about graduating seniors and what if we had their parents write these really heartfelt letters to their graduating seniors telling them how proud they were of them and all the things. And we took a very minimalistic approach to filming this. It was that's awesome. Really come in, but we didn't tell them why. So when they started reading these letters on camera, it was like, 
we call it social gold. Like when you come upon something that you feel like it's going to be really popular, but you're not quite sure, but we knew it, we knew it in the moment. We just knew that this was going to be a good thing because these reactions we were getting with students were so genuine and sincere. And and we, you know, ranging from kids who have really close relationships to their families and they tell each other they love each other to student mother who they don't have conversations with their parents. And this one kid said that, like, the fact that his dad wrote his letter to him, then his graduation, it was like, it was just like gave us all chills in the room. And so, so at the, we knew we had a lot of good content that you know, it's hard to cut that down to a minute when you have emotions and feelings involved. So I think long short, what I'm trying to say is I think it just really depends on what the project is. If it lends itself to something better than other, then I think it's okay to go a little bit longer. But typically as a rule of thumb, we do try to keep all of our videos to a minute also. Awesome. I love that idea. They, all, they say <laughs> copy and steal, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just so, phenomenal. they're kind of, I mean, Oh, did we lose Jen? That things that we're working on. Oh, do you, am I there? Do you have Here. me? Yeah, we have you. What I was saying was that here at CSU, we try to be really transparent about the program, the projects that we're working on. And so we blog about all of these things. We blog about the things that work well for us. We blog about strategy. We blog about fails and for instance, um, this video that I um, was referring to with graduation, it was called Dear Ram, that and how we set it up and how it worked out. So if anybody is interesting in interested in learning more about what we do here at CSU, you can follow our blog. It's um, so you, so um, source. I think we missed the link, but what I'll do is I'll tweet it out and I'll use the hashtag uh, higher ed life so that folks can um, really check out what Colorado State is up to because there really are some great ideas on there. Um, so thank you, Jen, so much. And Tony, I want to flip back to you. Um, when you're looking at, you know, obviously your post says it all, the kind of engagement you got in your videos over the last six months to a year, what metrics do you really hone in on? And I guess we'll start um, on Facebook. What are you really looking at when you look at those? Because Facebook can be a little deceptive at times with autoplays. Um, so what, what you know, makes you tick when you look at metrics? So there's, there's two sets to me. Um, there's those initial metrics um, that you can see right as you, you know, go through your feed, um, reach and views. Um, and to me, that's a nice baseline um, for a social media manager to know you know, how that video is doing because you kind of have an idea if you're doing weekly, monthly metrics, you know, uh, analytic reports, um, you'll kind of know, okay, that number's a little bit higher than normal, that number's a little bit lower than normal. Um, so for me, that's kind of the first piece. Um, mm -hmm. After that, I think more importantly, um, because like you said, Facebook is a little tricky. Um, they'll say, you know, you have 15K views, but those views might be people just scrolling through their feed. So to me, um, probably the most important metric, um, regardless of platform, is probably about like the 10 second view mark. How many people are staying after that five second mark to the 10 second mark and continuing to watch? Um, 
So, and not just that, but looking at the difference between the two. How many people are leaving within the first five seconds? How many people are staying? Um, and, and that's kind of, kind of what we um, look at. Our most uh, popular videos, the ones that we think work the best, are the ones that have uh, the majority stay after that 10 second mark. Um, so that, and then I talked a little bit about um, comments. I think comments uh, are also another significant piece. You know, for us, anytime we post a video, there's a better chance that we get comments. That's just what we've seen. Um, so for us, it's a way to either start or continue a conversation with someone. Um, so we're not just looking at, okay, we have 700 comments. We're saying, all right, let's respond to as many of those as possible and let's start a back and forth, whether it's you know, a prospective student or an alum, we want to kind of, we want that conversation. We wanna be able to you know, say, this is the area, this is the place where you can talk back and forth with us, whether you're on campus or you're not. One of the places we're trying to get to is when we get those those gems, those comments that are like, whether it's a video or a different post on social, but it's like, oh my God, this is so good. Um, being able to share that out in terms of like share it with, you know, if these are assigned alumni and the, you know, the development side of things. Have you gotten to a place where you're tracking the comments that come in, where you're sharing them with, you know, your development team, anything like that, or, or not, not there yet? So we do um, a lot of anecdotal analytics. Um, that's just something that we've seen kind of work with social. You know, we do a lot on Snapchat and Snapchat is terrible for analytics. Um, so some of the best things that you can get are anecdotal. Um, so that's kind of where we've gone. We'll, you know, do a campaign or do a video and as we go through it and as we start to pull those numbers, we'll also take screenshots of some of the comments we like most. So whenever we put together a report on, you know, say that tra traditions video um, that I was talking about earlier, there are, you know, probably 10 to 15 screenshots that show, you know, reactions to the video or, you know, engagement that we've had back and forth conversations. So uh, we're definitely doing that because we find that, you know, just in terms of talking about success, uh, people here at least uh you can't really for some understand you know what uh 50, views would be but you can understand somebody saying this you know made me cry or this made me laugh you know what i mean that kind of feels a little bit more and people can say okay this did work you're right regardless of how many people viewed it so nice jen how about your team are you looking at similar metrics with the, you know, the 10 second views. What do you look at when you guys are creating videos at Colorado State? We do, we, we track all of this, the, the projects that work, our team that's solely dedicated in the analytics for us, which is nice. And I know that a lot of people don't have that luxury, but the way that we look at it here as an institution is we like to say that content is um, is king, but data is queen. And so for us, the price of light is less than the cost of darkness. So that means for us, the light informs our strategy. So we track everything and we do, we put reports together for, for um, we meet weekly with the rest of our uh, division, our, our PR professionals in our division, and we share the things that have been popular for us. 
because also um, part of our strategy is to help you know get out the the great work that they're doing in in our PR department and so we work together so we do create um, these sorts of reports every week to give to them and of course we we track all those same kind of things um, for us we our thing is that we re, we track we record we analyze we visualize and then we report it. So we have a pretty streamlined method of how our analytics are put together in these um, reports because we feel that um, they're not just these like Excel spreadsheets with all these words. We make them very visual. We show um, pretty easily the, that the success of the projects based on visuals, which helps a lot of people, but that works really well for us. I like what you said, content is king and data is queen. Tweeting that right now uh, out to folks who are watching. I think it's, I mean, it's so important. And, you know, for the folks who, who do say, you know, all, all you do is tweet all day to be able to show those metrics and the kind of impact you're having. Um, I think that's just crucial uh, as a social media, um, you know, professional. Have either of you, um, and I'll let Tony, you go, First, have either of you gotten into sponsoring any of your video content yet on Facebook? Or right now you found that organic reach is enough um, with the video success you've had? We've done a little bit of sponsoring on um, some videos that uh, we thought were most important for that kind of alum audience to see. Um, but we honestly find that we need to spend most of our advertising money on things other than videos because the videos are the, the, the content that people are seeing organically a little bit more. Um, whereas, you know, a link to a story from our alumni magazine, it just might not be getting out to as many people um, in general. So that's the type of stuff that we're pushing um, from that advertising type of thing. But we have done a couple and we've seen, you know, those, those uh, numbers go up. I, I think on Facebook specifically, it is um, worth it a little bit more than some of the other social sites. And then how about you and your team? Anything on the, the sponsored side? We, we are pretty strategic about the posts that we do decide to boost, but we do it sometimes. Sometimes we don't, depending on the content and depending on how well it takes off on its own. Um, most recently, well, I guess not most recently, but recently we did a video for Homecoming, and in total, I think the video had about 330,000 people reached, and of 265,000 was organic and then once we boosted it we got an extra about so we get a lot more reach when organically but the boosting boosting depends on the project um we did we worked on a project recently with our uh, football team where we had them try these disgusting uh jelly bean flavors i don't know if you guys have heard the game bean boozled but i mean Talk about marrying like a pop culture moment, something for school, and just sort of one thing. And um, this video so far for us has um, been viewed over 500 wow. at all because it just didn't need it. Wow. No, that, I mean, I think that's a great point. And to Tony's point, you know, if they're fun, if people want to share them, and like you said, if it's part of something that's 
you know, pop culture. I think all of us at our institutions have seen some version of the mannequin challenge come out from either our sports teams or, you know, folks inside the game. Our mascot did the mannequin, mannequin challenge uh, at a game, I want to say, a week ago. You know, tapping into the things that you know people are sharing is just an automatic win and then maybe doesn't necessarily need that boost behind it. Right. Yeah. Um, so Tony, yeah, I agree with that too. You, know, you mentioned in your post, it's so important to realize that not every video is made for social media. We touched on this a little bit, but if you had to give Tony's definition of social video, uh, what, what might that be? Um, so three things for me. Uh, first one is that they, uh, these videos kind of lead to some type of engagement, a comment, a like, a share, some type of emotion that forces somebody to, to click the like button or to comment or something like that. Um, second thing is they should be short and sweet. Um, they shouldn't ever be longer than they need to be. I think that's, that's the key. Um, once you've gotten to the point where you've told that story, um, you don't need to add anything extra to it. Um, and in, in terms of the sweet side of things, I think it should be fun. Um, for the most part, you can have a little bit uh, of a more serious video, um, but our most successful videos are the ones that are fun and playful and informal and conversational. Um, and third thing, and I think this is probably something that we as social media managers and just social media thinkers um, think a lot about, but maybe some others don't, it's what people actually want on these platforms you know what do our you know facebook uh, fans actually want you know what are, what are they looking for what content seems to work better what other things don't work and let's kind of make videos based on that um, you know something that i think we used to do is we just posted a video everywhere. You know, we, we had it done and we said, okay, it's going up on YouTube, it's going up on Facebook, it's going up on Twitter everywhere. Um, or now we're starting to say, okay, you know, is this video just for alums? And if it is, maybe that just goes up on Facebook. Whereas, you know, if it is really, really focused on, you know, prospective students, that's going to go on YouTube because we know our YouTube audience is so much younger than our Facebook audience. So, I think that's, those are the three big ones for me. And what's your Snapchat audience like? <laughs> Our Snapchat audience is very young. It is mostly um, high school kids, to be honest with you, high school kids, current students. Um, and kind of our, our strategy behind that, anytime we come up with an idea, you know, we ask, is this going to work our, um, with high school kids? Are high school kids going to be interested in this? If we don't give, uh, if that answer isn't yes, immediately, then we don't do it. It's pretty simple. So everything um, from Snapchat and Instagram for the most part is toward that um, high school, sophomore, junior, senior uh, group. Awesome. Jen, how about your definition, social video? Well, I think um, I agree with Tony. I think that to keep it social, it needs to be pretty short. And um, so for the most part, I would try to keep it around a minute. And I think like for us here at CSU, one of one part of our philosophy here is that we share meaningfully. So we always try to to think about what our what our fans and followers want to see. Because first and foremost, we have to remember that this that you know social media is not an advertising platform. It's a place that people go 
or a communication tool to talk to their friends. So the minute we start sounding like a parent preaching to them or, you know, when we get a little bit, you know, we, we don't want to lose them. So um, we want to share meaningfully with them. And so what that means is coming up with content that we think that our fans will like and appreciate. And a lot of times that, that, that with covering a really cool research story that the University of um, on a fun little tour of like the, the hot spots in the town or the university because we found that one of the, the best things that create um, engagement for our fans is that feeling of nostalgia for a lot of our alumni on Facebook. They're not here anymore. They miss the city. They miss the town, the campus. So reminding them of all of the great things that this place has to offer. Um, so I think just staying in tune with the audience is important. Awesome. And I do want to remind folks, and we have a question that's come in, so I'll ask that. But if you're watching and you, you have questions for Tony uh, or have questions for Jen, uh, again, I tweeted the links to both of their posts that they wrote that really inspired this episode uh, about creating and optimizing videos for social media. So you can tweet those using the hashtag HigherEdLive. And uh, one of the questions that came in was whether you have any um, examples of your metrics report that you might be willing to share, um, even if you were to delete your numbers and just share the what the um, looks like with that with that fly. Here, I don't have anything. Whoop, I'm not sure if you can hear me. Yep, I got you. I think. Yep, Jen, I think you're there. I see you moving. Okay, so we, we I don't have any examples on our blog. We do actually have some examples of the way that we set up our metrics and visually. So, um, most plug for the blog. <laughs> you can follow us at um, here and you can see we've posted examples of some of the, the ways that we share metrics and um, Also, I'm looking to see if I can find um, one that's specifically about metrics, but, um, you know, and, and there's a editorial calendar that you have on there. So it's just social.colostate.edu. And I'll tweet that link um, right now. Tony, how about you? Do you have anything that's, that's blank or shareable or something that you've blocked about? Sure, yeah, and I've actually um, tweeted out before what our monthly social media report looks like. I'll do that again. I wrote a note down um, after this. I'll, I'll tweet something out just so everybody um, can check it out. I'll use the hashtag too, so um, hopefully you'll find it in the feed. Um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, more than happy to share. I'll share the numbers too. Um, if it helps show, you know, and compare what you guys, what everybody else is doing, no problem with that. So Awesome. Great. Well, thank you to uh, our viewer who asked that question, because I think that's something that all of us were like, oh, well, that would be interesting to see. And, uh, and now, you know, I appreciate you sharing that with us. So um, one thing I want to touch on, we have about 10 minutes or so left in the episode is you know the videos we've talked about so far in this episode are ones that are produced they're ones where you know tony goes out with your social media editor and you have a videographer and you know jen maybe there needed to be a little more practice before your recipe video but it was you know it was thought about ahead of time how about capturing those 
moments that just happen, the, the non-produced moments, the ones that might, you know, do really well on Facebook Live. Tony, I'll start with you. Have you had um, experience, whether it's been on Facebook Live or, or posting it elsewhere, just moments that happen, video that just ends up being awesome? So I'll, I'll be honest with you. I um, have not jumped on board with Facebook Live as fast as some other people just because the way that we've, we use social for those specific moments, we use different platforms. Mm -hmm. We're using Snapchat a lot more to show those specific moments than we do um, Facebook. So um, we've actually not done a Facebook Live um, from our main university account yet. We have plans, we're gonna do one in February, um, but we're actually going to um, have our director of our, our parents club and our dean of students um, they're going to be on and they're going to answer some questions of parents um, for uh, high school kids that we're trying to recruit. So um, to me, from the, the Facebook Live side of things, I would just be careful about, you know, is this mainstream enough? Um, mm -hmm. And is this event, you know, big enough that everybody wants to see it? Um, for us, and we are lucky again to have that group, um, that can go out and get videos. Um, the key there for us and why I think we're so good at it is we can turn it around so fast. And to me, I would much rather see a, a minute uh, video that's edited and, and you know, has some music behind it and kind of shows and feels um, right. Whereas, you know, instead of sitting there for 30 minutes and just kind of getting an event. For me, that's the way that we go. We, we try to have a lot more composed, edited videos. Um, and we're going to jump into Facebook Live early next year, and we will see how it goes. <laughs> and we may be doing an episode with Tony next year that's like, Facebook Live is where it's at. <laughs> right, I might change my mind completely. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a total change of heart. Jen, how about uh, CSU Social? What's your, what's your team's theory on the videos that aren't as produced? So we're very strategic about using Facebook Live. In fact, we have only used it twice. Um, and it was quite successful for us. The first time that we used it, um, we had a one-on-one -on -one sit down with one of the, he's an astronaut who works on the International Space Station, who actually is an alum of Colorado State. So that was really fun and it was our first attempt. So of course, you know, we were all really personal access to somebody who like typically you wouldn't be able to ask questions or to, or to try to ask questions to was a really great opportunity for our fans and it was it ended up to be really successful um, it was very engaging people were asking questions wanted to know all kinds of things about the things that they were studying and researching so that was pretty cool and then the second time that we used Facebook Live this year. Um, one thing that we know for sure here is that um, are related to events or things that are happening in Fort Collins at the moment. They're not as popular for us because a lot of our fan base is not actually in Fort Collins, you know, because on, on Facebook, the majority of our fans are alumni or parents or friends. Um, everybody else, our core, our, you know, our students are but for us though we thought that the homecoming kid was one thing that like even if you're 
not here here to be at the parade, you can feel um, we had special access ahead of the time. We're standing in the middle of the street and when the marching band came through and played their fight song, um, we had a team member who actually like in the center of the marching band while they were coming around and it was it was really popular and the thing for us that we have noticed and we haven't because we've only done two of them we don't have too many statistics but the engagement level on facebook live videos is insanely post a regular video or a photo the comments specifically people comment real time and they chime in and they almost you know sometimes they start interacting with each other which has been really cool for us to see. So I think that moving forward, we're definitely planning to use Facebook Live more. But like I said, to begin, we're very strategic about how we do that. And we don't want to overuse the technology either. We want to keep it so that people are excited to see it and that it doesn't become old, an old hat trick. You know? I think you hit on two really important points. That's not only for Facebook Live, the video that's happening you know, in real time, not produced also for the produce videos, giving people insider access or access to moments that they would never be able to experience. Your random alum in New Jersey maybe is not going to walk through the marching band during the homecoming parade. They're not gonna sit down you know, and have a chat with an astronaut who went to Colorado State. So I think, you know, I agree with you 100%. We took alumni up inside of our Krause Chimes, which is our bell tower, to see what actually makes the noise that they hear when they're on campus. And so those insider moments, and that was on, I, um, that was on the alumni account, that wasn't on our main university account, but those kind of moments, I think, is what, you know, does so well uh, in the world of social video. Would you, would you agree that insider feel? Yeah, absolutely. I think that anytime you can give people that inside look at what's going on, they really love to see that. And in fact, that's one of our big strategies with our Snapchat account here at the university because um, it gives us an opportunity to really give people an exclusive behind the scenes look at things that they typically wouldn't get to see. And, you know, Facebook is really Colorado State's flagship social media account. So we're very Um, said we spread our content out so some of the things that work really on Facebook work you know on Snapchat or other platforms but as far as our Snapchat strategy that is definitely one of the things that we always strive to do is to give people a behind the scenes look at things um, you know so just last week we had a intern in our construction management team who, by the way, um, CSU is building a brand new on-campus football stadium right now, and it's a really hot topic here in Fort Collins. <laughs> and so gave this guy the password and the login to our Snapchat account, and he Nope, did we lose Jen? And here's the new weight room. And it was really incredible because, you know, um, you know, one of the, the nice things about being in social media is we often get to go see a lot of these places that people don't get to see firsthand. But even the things that we got to see during this Snapchat takeover were in depth and where even we are allowed to see. So, you know, behind the scenes content is really, really, really a big part of our strategy here at CSU. 
Awesome. Well, as we come to the last few minutes um, of our episode, I just want to recap some of the things that, you know, really came across as themes today. And the one, and, and again, I think it's surprising when you see folks who aren't doing it, but ensuring that as you're sharing video content, you're actually putting it on Twitter and on Facebook and not linking people out to YouTube and out to Vimeo. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't live there too, um, but if you're on Facebook, put the video into Facebook, embed it into your post. Um, and just, I think, you know, as someone who's seen this, and I think you, Jen and Tony would agree, your engagement on those videos is going to skyrocket uh, if you do that. Think short, the 30 second to one minute rule, the engaging, the fun content. Um, and I appreciate both Tony and Jen, uh, and we'll look through the CSU social blog for, for being willing to share the metrics that you're tracking so that all of us, as we really dive more into social video, as we see what the numbers look like. I mean, Tony, you said in your blog post that a Facebook post that has video in it is, I'm, I'm trying to go, 300% more impressions per post compared to your post that didn't have video. I mean, 300%, that, that's no small potatoes, right? <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, it's not. But I mean, I'm sure as Tony can, can agree, the time and the effort that it takes to put videos together is so much more consuming than the other kinds of media that we can put together. So that's why, you know, we don't do it that often, you know. Um, so, you know, pick your projects carefully and really have a strategic goal about what you're trying to do and set up success and in do any of those things in that recipe video <laughs> but generally we do. Chocolate. <laughs> uh, uh, I be easy. <laughs> Tony anything to add on that yeah yeah and I think um, part of it too is you know developing a process that does you know really take note of time you know how fast can you get a video done and work toward making it faster every time um, in addition to that Think of campaigns that um, develop simple, um, easy videos to shoot. You know, a lot of our most successful campaigns that we've done with video are just, you know, interviews, quick interviews and B-roll with students on campus. We'll find a nice spot on campus, we'll ask them, uh, you know, to finish a sentence or to just give, um, you know, a piece of their story. And, you know, that's pretty easy to shoot and edit and put together. And if you do that 10, 12, 15 times, depending on how many videos in that campaign, that's easy video content for you as, as, uh, as you need throughout social media. And this isn't to say, I mean, I'm sure both of you are, are obviously using photos and you have to share links from time to time. This is not the, you know, never do anything but post video episode. But if you are going to add video to your strategy or ramp up your video efforts, um, that was really the goal. Have you, have you guys had success with any memes or anything of, of that nature? We, we do, especially on Twitter. Uh, yeah. not, not so much on, on the other accounts, but on Twitter, you know, it seems like that fun stuff really, really plays well um, for us. Awesome. Jen, and I would, go ahead. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, we, we don't use memes very well at all on Facebook, but Twitter is a better appropriate venue for that. Also, we use a lot of GIFs and we take a lot of pride in having like 
with our fans. So, you know, we always say like, if you tweet CSU, you'll hear back from CSU. Or if you snap us, you'll hear back from us. Take a lot of pride in building those personal relationships with our fans, because for us, it's not just about like putting out information about CSU. We're telling CSU's story digitally, and we are, we look at storytellers. And one thing to do is we like people to look at us like they're that we're their friends. You know, um, you know, we're not going to be able to solve everybody's problems. Um, you know, we get tweets all the time about Wi-Fi issues. You know, but and and we can't always fix those problems. But you know, we always at least let people know that they've been hurt. And a way for us to do that in, in a fun way is we use a lot of GIFs on, on Twitter. So I'd say that's probably the, the place that we use that sort of media the most. Yeah, I think it goes to knowing your audience on those different platforms, which we've talked about throughout this episode is just so key. I'm talking and tweeting that quote about being their friends and telling stories digitally. So <laughs> as we wrap up the episode, just sharing a few final tweets and uh, again, just so thankful to, to Jan Yu from Colorado State University and to you, Tony, from West Virginia University. You know, as we go into the holidays and we know people are going to be spending time around the dinner table chatting with their families, give them something to talk about that's not politics. Give them that next great viral video uh, from your institutions because really, as, as I think Tony and Jen have both shown us, yes, it is a time commitment, but if you develop a process and, and have the resources to put into it, the return is just going to be extraordinary on these. Awesome. Well, Tony, and thank you. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you, to your families. And uh, thank you to all of you who joined our episode today. It will live forever uh, on higheredlive.com. You can watch it. And again, thank you to M Stoner for making this episode possible. And, uh, and happy videoing to all of our, uh, our newly formed video teams and everyone who will really dive into this, you know, awesomely engaging world of social media video. Thanks, everybody.